following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, please visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much. Uh, I was looking at my notes just a little while ago, and I realized they were at 23 font. <laughs> Do you know what that means? And I put my 275s on. Well, that's what Dollar Tree calls them. But I think, honey, I'm going to have to boot it up to 300 now. Or have fonts at 44 and have 20 pages, if that would help. Clap your hands before you're seated to the Lord one more time. What an honor and a privilege. I'm, I'm truly, truly blessed uh, to be in this church. Debbie and myself have been so blessed beyond measure just being here and, and being in this house and being with Pastor Rex and uh, Patty. Just They've made us feel so welcome in such a tremendous way, and we appreciate that so much. And and Brad and Cassie and the rest of the staff that make us feel so welcome. And we're just glad to be a part of what's going on here. Are you glad for CLC? Amen. <laughs> tremendous, tremendous. And so we thank you, and we just pray that this will be a blessing to you tonight. Amen. And we are staying in the presence of Easter and the resurrection spirit. How many still has the resurrection with them? Amen. Wow, what a message. I, I, I must say... If I was an evangelist and I heard that message, I might switch it up a little bit and take it with me, Pastor. That was excellent, and I, I, I told folks about it and called folks about it, and, and that was just a tremendous time. And my subject is along the lines of not what Christ can do for you, but what you can do for Christ. A lot of times we are receiving, receiving from this pulpit and what Jesus is going to do for you and, and heal you and help you and deliver you and direct you. But sometimes we need to switch that around. We need to say, what can I do for you? I, I want to do something for you. And so this subject that uh, I'm going to be teaching on tonight is, is, is in me. It's around me. It's through me. It's a part of me. I heard one man tell me one time, a teacher is a, a person that's filled with this subject, amen, and overflowing to others. And I hope that this subject overflows to you because this is something that I tremendously uh, just, just love and live and, and breathe this. And so we are going to be talking about, about soul winning tonight, amen. And so here is our subject and Charles Spurgeon said it this way, every Christian is a missionary, is a missionary, or they are an imposter. Christians are missionaries, no matter who you are, in your own life, in your own field, wherever you live, you are a missionary. You may say, well, I, I'm not in another country. You live in your own world, and you associate with people that are around you, and you are that missionary. And so if I, please forgive uh, me if I use personal uh, uh, illustrations tonight, but I have to because this is what it is and this is what it does. And I want to share some of these things with you. And, and I'm not going to apologize because uh, I know what God's done and uh, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. All right. 
<laughs> Amen. And I told Debbie, I said, Debbie, if I start to get out of line, just jump up and shout hallelujah, all right? <laughs> just fake it out and give me that, you know, that, those eyes. I know them very well. And, uh, and, and so I want to, uh, let, me, let me start this way. Uh, my introduction to Christianity was through a drug dealer, and his name was Bobby Rodella. Uh, don't get nervous. And uh, it was that I was incarcerated for some time, and I was told him that I wanted to straighten my life out. It was just one of those times that I said, this is it. I'm going to straighten my life out. And I told him that, and he went to a revival service, and uh, there he got baptized and received the Spirit. And he was going through his little black book. He was going through his little book. And when he came across my name, he remembered that I was talking about it. And he called me. And he invited me uh, to a church service. And it was that during that time that that was happening, uh, there were some complications that I was having. Uh, Well, I was running from narcotic agents. Just a little problem. (laughs) Six months violation of probation, and then then I I, I needed God real bad. (laughs) And he called me, and he, and, he, and he invited me, and I went. And I was there, uh, and I realized that if things didn't straighten up, that I was looking at five to ten years. Now, I know you see me at the front door, and you, know, you see the halo. I know that. But I'm just letting you know, I was not raised in, in West Texas. I was raised in L.A. Hey. What's up? Que paso? Hey. Over in Tortilla Flats. <laughs> and, uh, you know, being around bikers and lowriders and crips and bloods and all those things and smoking and toking and joking and all that stuff that goes along with that. Amen. I found myself, amen, in a service, hands raised, worshiping God, receiving the Spirit, getting baptized, going through first steps. Amen. And we're turning the corner on 40 years right now. And we're excited about that. And because in everybody's life, Jesus shows up. I said, Jesus shows up. Someone say, Jesus showed up. Are you glad he showed up? Clap your hands one more time. But Jesus... Man, I'm getting anointed. I can read my notes. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. And so when something really gets a hold of you, and, uh, and it gets a hold of you so much, that not only does it get a hold of you, but you get a hold of it. There, 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 that's a big thing right there. Jesus can touch you and feel you and do things for you, but there's something about when you realize, I don't, I don't want to let this go. I want as much of this as I can. And so when Jesus gets a hold of you, you just hold on to him for the ride. You just hold on all the way. And I did say in my notes, preach here. Amen. Because when Jesus gets a hold of you, he has a purpose and a plan for your life, and he wants to fulfill it. And all you have to say is, I'm ready, God. I'm ready to do anything. And 
And so it is, we went full-time after one year. And it is that through this, this process, amen, I learned one thing, amen, it wasn't just about what he did for me. I realized that there were others that needed what I had. Amen. And when you start looking through those eyes and realize it's not so much because Jesus is going to bless you regardless. He's going to help you regardless. You, I, when, I can testify to many of you that's, that's been coming for the last few years. Uh, we just tell you, just keep coming. Just keep showing up. Just get on the pew. Raise your hands. Keep going through. Amen. And when that happens... Amen. Then you realize, hey, something's got a hold of me. And then you start to get appreciative of what God's done for you. And you say, okay, I got I to gotta do something for somebody else. I got to serve. I got I to gotta do this. And that's what's powerful about it. And being blessed like we have been, and, and I use this only as an illustration. To, I told you that, uh, where I came from, to say God has been so good. 17 years of pastoring, nine years of evangelizing, missionary work, going to seven different continents. I'm that little kid, remember, amen, that was running from the narcotics agents, and God will take you places that you never thought that you'd go if you just say, I'm willing, here I am, send me, I'm ready. Ethiopia and China and Costa Rica and Philippines and Taiwan. And matter of fact, we were moving to Taiwan and we were going to minister back and forth in China. And I came home and told Debbie, I said, Debbie, we're moving to China. She says, you are? <laughs> I, I, thought, you know, I thought it was till the hubcaps fall off. <laughs> she said, well, you got a flat tire now. <laughs> And I thought for sure she was going to say, yes, let's go to China. And she said, just take me to Dallas. Drop me off. My sister's house. She said, but by the way, after raising three boys, you are going to have a baby granddaughter. And I go, oh, really, God? Come on. And what's ironic, Pastor, if through that, amen, and being obedient and listening to the voice, I ended up in Dallas, Texas, going to the church that pastor was pastoring, Dallas First Church. Isn't that ironic how I come there and then I end up here? And so our subject tonight, amen, is going to be uh, concerning soul winning. And I want you to dig in, find out what we're talking about here, see if it can go hold of your spirit. And our, our title tonight is Go tell somebody. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, I got to tell somebody. Turn around to your neighbor and say, you got to tell somebody. You have to tell somebody. Amen. Ernest said, to touch the heart of heaven is to bring a soul to Christ. I want to touch heaven. I want to let heaven know I believe in you, I'm going there, and I want to bring somebody with me. I don't want to come by myself. I want to bring somebody. And I thank Bobby Rodella, amen, for calling me while I was watching PTL, Jim Baker. I was smoking marijuana at the time, I'm sorry. And I was saying, i got to find God. 
And Bobby called me and said, come to this church. I found what you've been looking for. And I went in, and I found it. Amen. And I've never, never regretted it. Amen. Let's start right here in Acts chapter number 1, verse number 8. Jesus led us to know, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be my witness. Everyone say witness. To me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. Amen. He said, you're going to be a witness. That's the first thing that he said was going to happen is you'll receive power and you're going to witness to somebody. That'll keep you engaged right there and keep you in balance if you know, amen, the Spirit's working through me. Why? Because I'm witnessing. Acts chapter number 22 and verse 15 says, for you will be his witnesses to all. Everyone say to all. Everyone that's in your circumference of life right now, amen, he wants you to witness to as many people as you can. And I'll talk a little bit more about that in just a few minutes. To men, what you have seen and what you have heard. Ah, what we have seen and what we have heard this last month, amen, we should be telling everybody about what CLC is doing in our church services. Amen. Isaiah 43 and 10 through 12 said it this way. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there is no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved and have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore... You are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, you're a witness. You are a witness. At the moment Christ's resurrection, graves were opened up, and the saints of old came walking into the streets as a witness. Imagine that. The first thing that took place at the resurrection, amen, people came out of the graves and began to testify about Christ. Witness followed the resurrection. You can't help but witness and tell people about Jesus when you've been around the resurrection. When you are around the power of the resurrection, there is something that transforms in you, and you just can't keep it to yourself. You've got to tell someone about it. In Matthew chapter number 27, 51 through 54, it said it this way. And behold, the veil of the temple was torn uh, from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints uh, had fallen asleep, were raised, and coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared on to many. I don't know who it was. I don't know if Bartholomew and Andrew or Zikabob or whoever, they were eating their uh, matzo balls at the restaurant, and all of a sudden they seen their grandpa that was in the grave walking towards them, and they're going, do you see what I see? And he says, it's real, it's real, it's real. I know it's hard for you to imagine that. 
But can you imagine the witness and the power that took place with these people walking through the streets of testifying of the resurrection of Christ? Amen. Jesus appeared unto Mary as pastor preached eloquently. And the angel said, go quickly and tell the disciples and Peter. Amen. When you get in contact with God, when you feel the resurrection spirit, there's something about it that you say, I've got to tell someone about it. Amen. Peter and John quickly, amen, told the disciples, and the disciples told others. And in the upper room, there was 120, amen. There is something powerful, amen, about the Spirit, amen, that dwells inside of you. If you can realize that the power that's in you gives you power to witness. There's something about, amen, when you come in contact with someone that has been in contact with Jesus. It's contagious, That's what I like about being around people, amen, that are full of the Spirit and are talking faith and are positive and they're always talking about the good things. I just want to be around that. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't mind being around folks that are in the mully grubs, but by the time they leave, amen, I hope, amen, that we've rubbed off on them, amen. The Spirit of God, amen, is in us to rub off on people. To minister to people, to witness to people, to let them feel and to see what we have. People, amen, that have been around the resurrection, they're excited. They're happy. They're bubbly. They're full of faith. They've got it. Something's going on in their lives. But I know sometimes it's like, oh, nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Oh, yeah, we have. We've been there. But we have the resurrection spirit. Now, don't get me wrong. Trials and tribulations will come, and we all face them. Financial problems, sickness. Debbie had cancer 19 years ago. That wasn't for you. That was for us. I remember watching Debbie as she played that B3 organ when her hair was all off. She lost all of her hair. And she was playing that B3 organ, amen. And you would have thought, you know, the Howards are just having a terrible time in their life and they're just going through it. I seen Debbie take her hat. She was on the organ and she's playing and she's just playing. I think she was singing, um, um, what was you singing? Uh, Something about chasing the devil. I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Yeah, that's it. And all of a sudden, something hit that lady that was going through chemo. Amen. And she jumped up off the organ and she took her hat like off, like Haji from the 007. And she threw that hat across the congregation. And she says, not today, devil. Not today, devil. When you get around people like that, when you start to associate with folks... Because there's something about people that are full of the Spirit. Amen. And they, and uh, so you have that. It's your testimony. How many remember testimony services? Amen. And you know when someone was about to stand up, you went, oh, no. The devil's slippery like a bar of soap. (laughs) 
But there's something about when that one would get up, and you knew. And you knew, and, and, and like her mama, her mama, that old Pentecostal grandma, she grabbed, and she'd start to get wound up like a cuckoo clock. <laughs> my, 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 my. You know that it was about to take off right there. Because that faith was moving. That spirit was moving, and there was something about that. Because it's what they saw. It's what they heard. It's what they felt. When we come into these services, what we see and what we feel, and the worship team, Randy and worship team, you guys are awesome. When our guests come in now, and if you're a guest here, we're glad that you chose to be with us. But we tell them, we hope you enjoy the experience. Not just the service, the experience of God's presence. And the singing, and the preaching, and the two bald, three bald guys. Well, halfway bald. (laughs) Just being around God's people. It's building our faith. It's something about what happens to us. When we are in this presence. And what do we do with it? That's the question. What do we do with it? I was thinking how Bobby and me would challenge each other to bring someone to church. And it wouldn't be. We had to bring somebody to church. We would bribe them. We would tell them we'd buy them things. We would hamburgers and gas and whatever. Because we just felt God has been so good to us. We got to do something for him. How many is glad that you don't smoke cigarettes or do drugs or do alcohol anymore? Would you say amen? Do we have any exes in here? But not only is it the testimony of those, those of us that have been delivered, thank God for people that have never drank alcohol or ever done drugs. Those are the people that kept the lights on for us and said, come on in, come on in, come on in. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. When we feel that and we see that, amen, there's something about it. Because when we receive what we've been receiving, amen, we've got to take it. And do something with it. We've got to be a witness. Do our diligence. That when we walk out of here and say. Okay yes you've come in with problems. Yes you've come in with situations. And we don't downplay that. By no means. But there's something inside of us saying. Now God I am going through these difficulties right now. But I see that lady right there in the grocery store. With those two little babies. Hey man. And I want to know if there's anything that I can do for them. And if you could step across there. And I know you might be a little bit nervous to do things like that. But just ask them, how are you today? Is there anything I can pray with you about? We've done that. We've actually just stepped across. I've been in, in, in restaurants with pastor, stopping waitresses, stopping people, and him just speaking to them, saying gracious things to them. And they just melt. You know how it is. Right? You get around him and you just go, oh, I want to go home with you and eat Bluebell. I, just... I, I didn't start eating Bluebell until he started preaching about it. I mean, I got a refrigerator full of Bluebell right now. But there's something about the witness that's in you. It's the witness that's in you. He said, you will be my witness. It's not as you're not a witness. You are a witness. Randy, would you come?
I remember when I got in church, I got my first Bible, and there was a poem that was in the back of the Bible, and I thought everything that was in the Bible, amen, uh, was what we did, and that was a part of it. I mean, the maps, <laughs> the contents, everything is the Bible, you know, King James, who's this guy? <laughs> you know? he got, he, I guess he's the guy, <laughs> King James, it says it right there, King James. I mean, when I got in church, I picked up the envelope. I said, what are tithers? What are, what, what are tithers? <laughs> T-I-H-E. It says tithers, right? And they, they go, no, it's tithe. I said, oh, tithe. All right. So I've been paying my tithers ever since. <laughs> Because I believed everything in it. And in the back of that Bible, there was a poem that says, Give us a word for the hour, a thrilling word, a word of power, a battle cry, a flame of breath, a call to conquest or to death, a word to rise the church from rest, to heed the master's highest behest. The call is given, ye host arise. The watchword is, evangelize to fallen man a dying race make known the gift of gospel grace the word that now in darkness lies OCLC evangelize you know calculate everything that God's done for you and is doing for you and is going to do for you. And when you put that in that package, there's, there's something that, that should say, God, I am just so grateful for your grace and your mercy. God, I may not have a whole lot, but I, I tell you, God, that I will tell everyone I can about you it doesn't matter where we are we should be ready in a moment's time just to be ready to let the Holy Spirit work through us and talk to somebody just to talk to somebody in Mark chapter number 1 verse 40 through 45 and there came a leopard to him beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying unto him if thou will Thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Oh, let us be moved with compassion. Put forth his hand and touched him. And saying unto him, I will be thy clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him. And he was cleansed. And straightway charged him. Jesus is straightway charging him. And forthwith sent him away and saith unto him, See thou, say nothing to any man, but go thy way and show thyself to the priest and offer the cleansing, those things which Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. But he went out and began to publish it much and blazed abroad the matter in so much that Jesus could not more openly enter into the city, but was without in the desert place. And they came to him from every corner. That 
man that was diseased with leprosy, when he was touched and healed, and Jesus said, keep it to yourself. Just, just be quiet. It's, it's, it's just for you. And that man went, ah! look at me. Look, I'm not a leper anymore. Now, I don't know about you, but when, when Jesus saved me, I was not cool anymore. I was a witness. When Jesus saved you, you became a witness. Is there a witness in the house? Is there a witness in the house? You are his witness, and saith the Lord. And I believe with all my heart that God wants to do things for you beyond your imagination. Shall we stand? And I'll tell you why. Because he wants to bless you and heal you and miracles and signs to be performed in your life. For you know, not alone, but that you can go and tell someone, look at what Jesus did for me. Look at how Jesus put our marriage back together. Look at how Jesus gave me this job. Look at what Jesus did for my kids. Look at what Jesus did. A grateful heart. A thanksgiving. Something inside of you that says, I've got to tell someone about what Jesus has done for me. It's not always about what Jesus can do for you. But it's about what you can do for Jesus. One thing. One thing. Just go tell somebody. Go tell someone about the resurrection. Go tell people about what's going on at CLC. No, not the church. But this is a vehicle which we drive. The church is a vehicle in which we drive. And the ministries operate. And they minister. And they, they, they work. And the gifts. And they're, they're always moving. And, and everything that's happening here is for a purpose. And our guests come. And you come. But it's for those of us that have a revelation of it. It's like, i, I got to go find someone else now. I have to go share it with somebody else. Our prayer is that God does miraculous things in your life, not only for you, but that you could stand as a testimony and you could go out and say, I want to tell somebody. I know witnessing to your family might be hard. Your neighbors, you know, Jesus, you know, you might be the only Jesus that your neighbors ever see. I'm closing, I'm hurrying. You know, in passing, pastor talked about the men on the road to Emmaus. And it's amazing how Jesus slipped up to one of those men and began to witness to him. And they went home. But did you know that that man was his uncle? It was his uncle. Read, yes. It was his uncle. And sometimes... Your family can't see the Jesus in you, but be patient. They'll see it. 
They'll see it. I got to stop. I got to stop. Amen. Our prayer tonight is that this revelation would come to you. I want to be a witness. Would you put your hands in the air right now? God, I'm praying for miracles. I'm praying for healings tonight. I'm praying for the ministry of your spirit, God, to touch people in this congregation right now. And someone says, I want it tonight. Someone say, I want it tonight. God, because we know that you want to use this church, God. We are going into some great things. We're moving into some big things, God. And God, we're asking that you would use us. God, as we're moving forward, God, we just pray that we will get the revelation and your spirit would come upon us that no matter where we are, that all of a sudden the spirit of witness will come upon us on our jobs, in our schools, wherever we are, wherever we are, wherever we are, because somebody is going to need what we have. God, we are praying, God, that from this night forward that there would be an increase that would be so tremendous that, God, that your house would be full that we would begin to realize that you have so much more, so much more, God, so much more. And all it's going to take is for some of us, amen, to be that witness that you said we would be. God, now we pray that as the Spirit comes on us, the Spirit of evangelism, (laughs) it's not what you can do for us, God. It's what we can do for you. Would you just worship Him right now? Would you just love Him right now? Would you just love Him right now? I wasn't going to do it, but I feel to do it. If you feel compelled to be prayed for about being a witness, would you come on down from the top to the bottom? Very quickly, our time is moving. Amen. If you just want to come on down, amen. If you just want to move, amen, or stay in your seats. God, this, the next few days, God, would you touch this congregation in such a way that families could be saved, that children could come back home, that things would be restored, God. And those of us that have been around, God, that you would begin to stir within us. God, that we would be compelled. That when we see the lost, when we see the needs of people around us, that there would be something that would come over us, the compassion of God, and that we would take the time to minister and to talk and to reach. We're going to pray these things. Bless these that are in the altars right now. They have a hunger. They have a desire. And those in the balcony and those from side to side, God, use us, use us, use us. Because it is somebody like a Kelly Howard that's waiting, amen, for someone to invite them to church. Amen. Would you clap your hands to the Lord right now?